0: Welcome to the NCO Journal Podcast, where we explore NCO professional development. This is a podcast series where we discuss published articles with authors and provide a forum for the open exchange of ideas, information, and solutions. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Brandon Cox, Senior Editor with the NCO Journal. Today we discuss the article, Project Athena in Action, Coaching in the IDP, with Sergeant Major Craig A. Collins. With us is Chago Zapata, Managing Editor of the NCO Journal. And Sergeant first class is Valdo Akite, the NSOIC of the NSO Journal. Thank you all for being here. Sergeant Major Collins, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, uh, good morning. Um, my name is Sergeant Major Craig Collins. I'm a 13 Bravo cannon crew member by, uh, by trade but I've been working at the, the Sergeant Majors Academy and Noncommissioned uh, Non-Commissioned Officer Leadership Center of Excellence for the last several years. I had the opportunity to go through the fellowship after completing um, a stint as the CSM in uh, the Artillery Squadron in the 2nd Cavalry Regiment in Vilsack, Germany. Um, then I applied for the fellowship at the Academy of the Instructor for about a year and I've been working in the Curriculum Development Directorate for the last couple of years now. So it's been a pretty interesting uh, journey. Um, I'll be at almost, I'm almost at 29 years of service and I'll be retiring next July. So I really, really had a, I really had a very uh, interesting career. I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of great people and I'm very thankful for all the experiences I've been able to have in the Army and hopefully I can share a few of them, you know, on the way out. And then after I transition and continue giving give them back to, uh, to the forest and to our nation.
0: Sergeant Major, why do you think that Project Athena is very important right now? One thing that's
1: important to understand about Project Athena is it's not just a professional development tool, it's a prof- personal or professional and as we kind of move through this and talk about coaching a little bit we can kind of highlight a few areas where leaders can really work with soldiers and bring out those personal and professional goals that help a soldier in their leader development in their personal and professional development as they're moving through their career and we want to be be sure that we're getting out to the force that when your soldiers return from blc alc slc mlc that they'll have an idp that's in some um state of completion and the with the goal being that the squad leaders platoon sergeants out there in the force take this idp and continue to work with the soldiers to continue developing it to really flesh it out and Help those soldiers accomplish those goals, whether they're personal or professional, because in the end, it's all about making the force stronger, making the, the formations better, and making, uh, you know, taking care of the number one resource we have in the military, which is the individual soldier.
2: Tell us, though, how is this article on coaching different from the previous two that you've published here on the NCO Journal?
1: Yes, that's a this article in particular is more. Sp- specifically aimed at the coaching process that's associated with Project Athena. And the difference in the other two articles, the first article was kind of an overview of what Athena does and the different uh, levels of NCOP and ME, what the assessments are, and then how they kind of tie in with what the skill level of the soldier is at each one of those schools, For so it's a skill level two, three, four, there's different assessments that kind of tie in with that particular skill level. So that was the first article. The second one was more about a, a scenario um, for a platoon sergeant and how the assessments a uh, platoon sergeant would take in the and me would tie in with the skill sets that are required of a platoon sergeant leading say 30, 40 soldiers and how to apply the capabilities of your force to accomplish a mission. Those are important aspects to keep in mind as you move forward, Um, and we continue to train and prepare for that next conflict, whatever it might be.
0: Sergeant Major, I've got a, a pretty good question, I think, that targets more or less the junior audience and the junior leader audience. And that is, in your experience, what did coaching look like prior to Project Athena? And what does coaching look like now? And why is why is that better?
1: That that's a great question. Um, from my experience, and and when we we have a class actually that we go around, we went around and taught at all the, not all, but most of the NCOAs on. We call it as a coaching workshop that we developed. One of the first things we ask, just to kind of as a concrete event to get to kind of energize the. You know the cognitive centers of the class is how how do you define coaching or what's coaching in your own words one of the one of the the main answers that a lot of groups gave us was coaching is kind of like a, a sports type of concept right it's like i'm a coach uh, i'm going to teach you how to run the play then i'm going to guide you through the process say for example in the army maybe it's we want to do battle drill one but that was kind of the thought process and from my experience that's that's kind of what coaching was um historically it, it was it was a very sports analogy centric um as far as we're gonna, here's the play we're going to run it the coach is going to critique us and guide us through how to do it from you know from start to finish and and that was fine and particularly in the context of what we were doing at that time you know 20 30 years ago but as as we've evolved as our leadership techniques have evolved as the threat to our military has evolved it's requiring us to do different things in all fairness the sports-centric type of coaching has not went away we're just kind of adding an element to counseling but the, the biggest difference Um, from my perspective is in the coaching specific with Athena is it's all centered on the soldier, the individual that's being coached. It's about what they want to do. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm not telling them how to do it. I'm just helping them to discover what they want to accomplish and then helping guide them through the process of completing an, an IDP that can then help them to take action
3: yeah, I recently had a, a conversation with my soldier, um, and we were talking about this specifically. You know, he had just returned back from ALC, and one of the things he mentioned to me was that he wished that there was more coaching and counseling um, walkthroughs, kind of, to do that. And so that's one of the things that I really liked about this article was that you kind of giving an example and going through the motion motion of coaching and the steps to take for somebody to do that, because um, I think that will help. The force, right? It'll, it'll help them see, or at least go through an example and see something that's not commonly practiced uh, in a process, but mostly done through conversations. And I think that's one of the takeaways about that. Um, what what would you say is is the reason why you included this little kind of walkthrough or this process for for the force?
1: When we add, we add a um, example into. paper like this, I think the real importance is just to give the individual coaches out there, the the leaders, the first line supervisors, the platoon sergeants, the first sergeants, okay? But then also it can be good for the officer side, you know, the the platoon leaders, the the company commanders. And just to give an idea, because once you get started, a conversation can really flow pretty easily. And depending on the, the individual that's being coached, They may or may not have an idea of what kind of goals they want to do, what they want to accomplish, what they want to get after with their personal and professional life. But a good coach will listen and ask relevant questions. We call it active listening, uh, is one of uh, the, the, the rules that we have taught in our coaching workshop. So if I'm actively listening to what someone is saying, Basically, I'm listening for like keywords or phrases. For example, if they say something to the effect of, you know, I really, I really think I'm ready for more responsibility, that statement right there would get my attention, and that would be an area that I want to follow up with on some effective questioning. Like, in a sense of, okay, what kind of responsibility would you like to have? Okay, the questions are always going to be open ended. I mean, and occasionally you'll ask a yes or no question, but typically you want to ask open-ended questions that will generate the discussion, and you want to guide the soldier without telling him what to do.
2: Yeah, the the active listening aspect of your of your article I thought uh, jumped out at me, and that's one of the things that when when I was a, a young NCO that um, uh, you can you can hear somebody, but that doesn't mean you're listening to them. You don't you you're hearing the words, but you're not hearing the message behind it. And that's that's uh, I think that's a, an important takeaway take that the listening and questioning aspect of your of your article. I think it, uh, it's something that and out of, out of all the things that you talked about, I think those are the two main uh, most important things as far as I'm concerned. So,
3: yeah, that's um, because when we talk about leaders knowing their soldiers, right, like when we, we say, you know, hey, leaders should be more engaged, get to know their soldiers more. The key aspect to that is active listening. Because when you're actively listening, you're gonna pick up on clues, beliefs, values, or differences in, in needs um, as well. In needs, yeah, right. So I think those are the, that's the key part of this coaching process is that the active listening. And I thought that was extremely important to kind of touch on, and kind of explain that process a little bit more, and, and with examples.
1: This, this coaching style will take; it may take a few repetitions before. You know the coaches actually get really comfortable with it, but what what we found by experimenting with it and really working through the process is it, it gets easier and easier with every repetition.
2: One of the questions that I had here, one of the things that I sent you, was about using uh, Staff Sergeant Cox as your Corporal Battle, and then you would, so he would be Corporal Cox, and you will be uh, uh, Staff Sergeant Collins. Maybe we can go through one of these scenarios, and you can you can kind of actually walk us through it or actually conduct one with uh, Sergeant Cox here and kind of go into it as an actual discussion so we can see the audience can see what exactly it is you're talking about. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's, that sounds like a great idea. All right. Okay. So set the, set the stage for you. You've agreed on a time when Sergeant uh, Corporal Cox is going to be able to come in and sit down and I've blocked off an hour on the schedule and you know, you know, come into the office, close the door, have a, a little bit of privacy. Okay, I've to prepare the the, uh, the counseling, I'm sorry, the coaching session. I have uh, just a few resources that I've printed out. I have the coaching resource card, which is uh, available on Capel's website. Um, I have printed out a couple of the blank IDP forms, the, the brand new DA form. I'm going to give one to Corporal Cox and I'm going to have one take notes on. Okay. So he comes in, sits down. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Corporal. How are you doing?
0: Uh, good staff sergeant. Thank you.
1: All right. All right. Great. Hey, listen, um, you know, while we're here, we're going to do a coaching session and we're going to take the IDP that you have started at BLC and try to flesh it out a little bit more. Uh, how, how does that sound? Sounds good okay so we, we, we already know each other so we i'm not going to go through all the, the formal introduction piece because we've been working together for the last year or two but i do want to re-emphasize number two on the coaching worksheet here um the coaching uh card it's the confidentiality piece and every time we do a coaching session i'm kind of going to bring this up but i just want you to understand and be sure we highlight this is During this coaching session, I ask you to be open and honest. Um, This is non-attributional, meaning anything we talk about is just between us, okay? Uh, This information that we discussed today will not be used for promotions or selection of different duty positions. This is specifically for you to help you develop an IDP and uh, to guide your self-development process, okay? Okay. Okay. So the rules of the session, we've talked about this before. You talked about this at at BLC with your instructors. But the one thing I would ask you is this. Please be honest and open with yourself and with me. And the reason that's important is therefore that way I can ask you um, relevant, effective questions that can help guide this process of your self-discovery. The second part is if you're not honest with yourself, we won't be able to make the most of this session. So when we look at when we look at your strengths, but more importantly, when we look at your developmental needs, I would ask you to be willing to accept criticism in a in a constructive fashion that can help you then to look at it objectively. It's important to kind of maybe take a step back and be objective during this process. Okay, there, there was, it's not a personal um, in nature other than the sense that we want to help you achieve personal goals. Okay, so I just ask you to be objective as much as possible. I know some of these things can be a little, you know, generate some strong feelings, but we want to just look at it objectively, come up with solutions to uh, accomplish your particular goals. All right, I'll help you in identifying a plan, but just understand that this is your plan. It's about your self-development, the goals that you want to accomplish. I'm just here to help you in any way that I can. Um, okay. And then I'll help you at the, toward the end of the session, we'll start try to fill in some of the IDP um, to capture some of the things we talk about. All right. Any questions on that? Any comments?
0: Not at this time, sorry.
1: All right. Great. So first question, and really the most important question I'm going to ask you during this entire session is what do you expect to get out of, <clears throat> of this session?
0: i i I hope to expect to uh you know kind of define some of my short and long-term goals and and figure out where we need to go from here
1: so so if i heard you correctly you'd like to establish some short and long-term goals and then chart a way ahead on how to accomplish them yes sergeant So, so note right here as a coach i don't i wouldn't i don't typically make take a lot of notes or i don't write a lot i just focus my attention on the soldier I'm coaching, but that right there I would have written down. I would have I would have written down short and long-term goals and uh you know chart a way ahead, something like that. So I'm gonna keep that in mind because when we get ready to close the session, I'm gonna bring that back up. Okay, that's just a sidebar note for the coaches out there as they go through the process. Okay, so next question, do you have any short or long-term goals in mind right off the top you want to talk about?
0: Well, I know I just completed BLC um, and I, I've, I've kind of done a little bit of college, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm kind of thinking maybe the Army's not for me. And I'm not really sure what my short and long term goals should be at this time.
1: Okay. You know, that's very relevant um, and very, uh, to be honest with you, that's very common. Uh, when I was, when I was uh, a young soldier, I wasn't sure the Army was for me either, but uh, I was fortunate to have some great leaders that really cared about me inspired me to to want to move along so what 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 are you interested in what, what are some of your interests
0: well i'm interested in uh, I, I like to play video games um i like to hang out with my family and friends and um i do plan on going to college eventually
1: okay great so how about so let's focus on on college for a second um what's your what's your current level of uh, education
0: Uh, I, I just have, uh, 30 college credits at this time, Sergeant.
1: Okay. You have 30 college. Okay. That's good. That's not bad. Have you done the, uh, the military sweep where the the colleges give you uh, credits for your military experience?
0: I haven't looked into that yet, Sergeant.
1: Okay. So that's, that's something that we could take a look at. All right. I would ask you to put that down on your objectives. Um, just make a note on the IDP somewhere. That you want to do the sweep okay the college just call it the college sweep for just a kind of a shorthand answer um and then that'll give you a better idea of where you're currently at you take it so you've taken a few classes sounds like mm-hmm. and now we're, we now we want to see how much that how your experience translates and how that gets you closer so what kind of a what kind of a degree or what kind of field are you interested in studying
0: uh in in video games
1: Video games. Okay. So, is there, a, is there a college degree on video games? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's not a, like a, a regular college degree on video games, but are you interested in designing games maybe?
0: That video might video? be an interest, yeah. I might like to okay. do
1: that. So, yes, yeah, so maybe some type of computer programming type of stuff. And there's definitely degrees in schools that teach these kind of things.
0: Yeah, that sounds really cool.
1: Okay. If, if I'm hearing you correctly of what, you're, what you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of wanting to do here, it sounds to me like you want to get a, a, a college degree, uh, maybe a, a bachelor's degree or higher, depending on where you want to go. And then I would recommend the first thing we do is uh, get you over to the Ed Center and talk with a counselor about what the options are. Does that, does that sound reasonable?
0: That does sound good. I'll, I'll do that. Okay, so at this point in the,
1: in the coaching session, you might tell them to take a note right there. They write down on the action plan to um, go to the Ed Center or maybe as the coach, you could put down Ed Center just as a shorthand note, but the action piece is what's important. All right, great, so as, you've, as you think about that, so we talked about education, what, what else would you wanna do? Are you, uh, are you married, do you wanna have a family or are you like the single life?
0: uh i'm i'm currently single i'm just living in the barracks sergeant
1: okay how's how's the barracks life treating
0: you uh it's it's going okay i i currently have a pretty serious girlfriend though and i'm thinking about trying to move out and move in with her
1: okay great um this is this is a this is an area we could talk about for a little bit um looking at the you, you might you can what what are some of the advantages of living in the barracks, and what are some disadvantages?
0: I guess some benefits could be um, the fact that I don't have to pay to live there. Um, it's it's close to work. Um, it's close to the DFAC. Um I have people around me at all times. You know that I can I can ask for help if I need it. okay
1: that, that's yeah that's interesting so you know i mean i lived in the barracks when i was a younger soldier um and one of the advantages you just kind of mentioned was um you don't have to pay for it i mean you don't get bah when you live in the barracks but you don't have all the expenses associated with owning a house or living on a you know apartment so, so there may be an opportunity here um, to save a little bit of money Okay, well, one advantage, uh, you said close to the defect. All right, so if you're eating the defect, again, saving money, right? Um, and then once you get married, your expenses kind of go up. There's, you know, you'll have to have a, a car, you have to pay for gas, insurance, you have to drive to work every morning, you have to pay for your apartment, electricity, you know, cable, internet, all those things. So those are important things to kind of keep in mind. Um, so how, how does that uh, factor into your planning process? Or what do you think about that?
2: Blank. Look. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's a that's a relevant answer, actually. He's just probably looking at you like, oh. I, yeah, yeah, I probably never I've thought about, about all these things. Yeah, yeah, I never, that's yeah, exactly. going to
3: cost money. And uh, I probably should save some money while I'm here in the barracks and
2: Yes, our major. I flashed them a, a card here saying uh, with uh, <laughs> with the word "pregnant" with a question mark. You know, and then and, you know, that, that's a lot, well, yeah, a lot we of money. Yeah, children
1: cost a lot of money too. So yeah. that response you just gave me, I've seen that before in real life. You start talking about these things, then you start discussing them, right? And then you can see you can I can almost see the wheels or the gears spinning in a soldier's head. When they're thinking about these things, just like kind of like what just happened right then, you just kind of sit there for a second. So that's part of the coaching process,
2: also. Yeah, that's what it, happens ninety percent of the time that we talk yeah. to staffs or in Cox. Anyway, it's true. I'm,
0: I'm kind of blank vacuum in here. <laughs> but I...
3: No, but I think that's that that gear turning is important, right? Because that's part of that critical thinking. There, they start thinking about, man, I I really don't have a plan. I don't have. Um, I, you know, these things that I want, but I don't really know how to get after that. Right. And so I think that's part of where that coach comes in and says, right. here's solid steps you can take.
0: Well, if I can, if I'm still in the situation, you know, that does make a lot of sense. I, I you know, cause I didn't really think about it like that. If I just think I'm going to get a degree magically. And, and I think that getting out of the army is the easiest way for me to do these things or have a girlfriend or move in or you know, try and progress in my personal life as opposed to my professional life, then that's not really helping me. And, and if I don't realize that without having a coach, then I may make terrible decisions. And I think that's part of it.
1: Then in the media action plan on the IDP, I would say something like, hey, just jot a quick note down. Uh, speak with a financial advisor, right? So now we've already, we've already established two different things in your media action plan ed center and a financial advisor okay so now we haven't established any short-term goals yet but we're putting down objectives and we're, we're capturing these things right so you might come circle back to it as short-term goal is you want to get a bachelor's degree in uh, computer programming okay that's a short-term goal it's specific it's a bachelor's degree it's measurable Me as your squad leader, I've been observing you for the last couple of years and you're very uh, energetic and you're very detail oriented. This is my observations. So is, are these two goals attainable? You want to get a degree and you want to save up some money for potentially getting married in the future. I think they're definitely attainable. Um, So specific, it's measurable, attainable, relevant. Are they relevant to your, 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 maybe your bigger goals? well we haven't got to that point of discussion yet but a bachelor's degree is always relevant and that's where you want to go to the ed center and talk to a counselor about enrolling in college within the next 90 days so you see how that kind of tied together Mm -hmm. we just established a long-term goal a short-term goal and an immediate action plan for the next 90 days Okay. So really, really we're, we're kind of in between steps four and five right now. Okay. The next step we want to take a look at is assist the leader in understanding the feedback on the project Athena assessments. Corporal Cox, does how, how, the feedback look like for your, uh, your set, eye, your self assessment about how you see yourself.
0: I'm, I'm pretty good at, uh, I'm, I'm a good team, uh, teammate. I'm, I'm very, uh, work oriented, detail oriented. Um, I'm, I'm trustworthy with my coworkers.
1: Okay. That's, that's perfect. We can work with that right there. All right. So your feedback is telling me that your team, um, you're a good teammate. You're very work and detail oriented and you're trustworthy. So take a look at your IDP there, your self-assessed strengths. I would suggest that you, uh, make a note. In the first column of self-assessment all right and we're, you'll see how this plays in later but we're going to take those strengths and we're going to leverage them on how to get after your goal of, of accomplishing the bachelor's degree and then what, okay. uh, whatever other goals we come up with throughout the process okay what are some areas that uh in your feedback that show developmental needs
0: okay so timeliness and efficiency. Okay. So those are some
1: areas that we can work on, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and jot a little note down there. self assessed developmental needs. Okay. And we'll get after that. And then we'll start to think of some ways we can put them into action to give you some, uh, some repetitions on working through them. Okay. We have the next area we want to look at is creating an individual development plan. And we've been kind of jotting down a few notes here and there as we move through our discussion, but now we're going to kind of try time together a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. So you stated you want to get a a bachelor's degree. Is that correct? Yes, Sergeant. Okay. So I would recommend you put that down under a long-term goal. that will probably take you, probably think take a few years, depending on what the sweep comes out as. Okay. Short-term goals you can put down, let's say I would suggest something, maybe like five classes this year. Does that sound reasonable to you?
0: I think so. You just need to maybe fix some time management so I have time to do the courses.
1: Okay, time management. Good. That might be an area you want to write down under self-awareness over in the leadership column. Maybe make a little note right there. And then lastly, you want to provide a few words of encouragement and motivation. So I would say something to the effect of... I think we had a great session today. I appreciate your time. Uh, I think these are some very worthy goals and getting a bachelor's degree and, uh, saving up some money for that future family are, uh, you know, very, very viable goals, very important. And, uh, I've observed your work performance for the last couple of years. I know that you can do these things. I'm very confident in you and I'm here to help you in any way I can you know, the, what's the most important thing that we want soldiers to take away from this, right? And if it's establishing a, a short-term goal or two and coming up with, a, you know, a few, a few uh, actionable items, then kind of keeping it a little bit shorter is uh, maybe more um, effective for that particular, you know, that audience. So I, I appreciate it. I appreciate what uh, you and the team do. To uh, share all this information with um, the force. And I, I'm, I'm a regular reader of the journal, so I really appreciate it. There's always some really interesting articles. So thank, thank you for what you do.
0: Thank you, Sergeant Major, for joining us and discussing your article today. And a thank you to our audience. Remember to put your knowledge to the page, submit articles, and get published with the NCO Journal. Don't forget to check out our webpage and follow us on social media. We'll catch you next time on the YouTube Journal podcast.